There we go. Okay. Uh, what's up, guys? This is episode 10 of the Big Ben Strongcast. I'm here today with uh, uh, Juan Guarama, owner of Store to Brand and host of the Juan 101 podcast. Juan, how are you doing today? Good, good. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. Um, so, you know, for people who may not know you, let's go ahead and uh, can you just give me your background, how you got into coaching, where you started from? Yeah, so uh, growing up, I was a competitive yeah. player. I uh, eventually ended up at LMU, which is a D1 school. I played for a little bit there. And during the summers in college, I would go to Quantico for Marine Corps Officer Candidate School. Uh, so basically boot camp for officers. I then graduated from that. I declined my commission, became a, a certified personal trainer, started working at gyms. Then I had the blessing of having uh, my son pretty early on at 23 years old, freaking out, as you can imagine. It's like, ah, I need a real job now, I guess. So then I became an EMT, thought I was going to be a firefighter, started working on an ambulance. I ditched that effort. I was like, yo, this is not what I want to do. Uh, and then I just told myself, I just need to be the dopest strength coach I can be. Since I, by that time, I've given up on soccer i given up on not given up i i didn't take soccer to the next level i didn't take uh marine corps to the next level so i i'm like i need to be the baddest motherfucker as a strength coach um and it's my way of fulfilling that like competitive need so i feel like a professional athlete i feel like i'm in the trenches every day uh and i love it uh, I, I love being around people. I love being uh, around the gym. I feel like it's the centerpiece of everyone's day. Um, and I just like creating that environment uh, and helping guide people. And I feel like I figured some things out in life and I, I want to pass that along. Man, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I was telling you earlier, like where I first found you was via the Deuce Gym social media and um and then subsequently your podcast that you did with ronnie for a while uh, yeah um which fantastic yeah. and and there was one that you did recently with uh um with uh Corey gregory that yeah. really just like i keep into that one a lot because he is just an inspiring guy for sure but the two of you had some really interesting conversations and one of those was one of those was talking about um putting out as much content as possible for you know not necessarily for your kids but it, it is one of the ways that you know if you pass they have something to remind or remember you by and a whole bunch of content and the uh, one of them i think it was you or maybe it was Corey that brought up um chris moore who was kind of a big inspiration for me um uh, doing the same thing and just going he's got He's years and years worth of podcasts and books and articles to read through. And that was one of the things that really inspired me to, to kind of start building up my um, library of information that I'm putting out. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I look back, I'm like, I think at some point I was interested to see where my family came from and uh, my dad not really having too much to say about like our ancestry. And I was like, well, uh, the internet is up for grabs right now. And the, all these things are just going to live forever. Why not start to put it out? Um, and I think at this point, it was maybe three or four years ago where uh, Chris, Ronnie and I, so the, the two Deuce Athletics owners, I uh, was like, hey, we need to start speaking. And this this is all really rooted from Logan and me observing what he has done to try to spread whatever he uh, is currently trying to preach. And I viewed one of the things as I have to get good at speaking, speaking in front of people, speaking on media, speaking in front of camera being comfortable with the content. Otherwise, my thoughts are just going to die with me. 
mm-hmm. and we started off and we started off terrible. I don't know what your experience has been, but in the beginning, very choppy, trying to figure out logistics, trying to figure out topics. Does anyone care? How do we vibe off of each other? It's all really difficult. Uh, what people don't realize is even in your seat right now, you're listening, but also trying to figure out where am I going to take this conversation next? Uh, so <laughs> also like guiding the conversation. So you're doing a bunch of different stuff at the same time. Uh, and so over the years, we've learned and have gotten deeper in our topics. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen the trajectory of it, but we first started with strength training and talking about like basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Now I've hoped to evolve to like now I'm talking about more psychology and mindset. Because uh, the squat's going to squat. Like I'm not worried about the squat. I'm worried about what's going on inside the brain that's going to make you squat yeah. or not squat. Can I take you to your limits? Can I not? Why is it? Uh, can I type into your psyche to get the things that I know that you can accomplish? Uh, so it's evolved over time. It's It's helped me. It's helped me make... Uh, better relationships with people, expand my network. Uh, it helps stir creativity because you're always thinking, constantly thinking about what do I want to talk about next? What do I want to learn? Uh, who who has maybe a niche thing that they're very passionate about that I can take into my toolbox? Who can I brainstorm off of? Um, and even the Corey thing, a little, like it helps uh, jump up to people that you look up to that maybe they mentor you from afar. And uh, the internet's super dope to where the barriers are way less to where you can DM someone and someone answers. And you're like, that's insane. <laughs> uh, and it, it, it makes it all, it makes it all worth it because you, everyone's uh, tide is rising together. And, I think for strength coaches, we all kind of got into this one, probably because we were all gym junkies and broies and then realized, oh, there's a people thing to this. And I know how I feel when I lift and can I multiply that with other people? Um, So it's been cool to take that journey uh, and expand and and start to better in how I communicate. Uh, And that all just started from, hey, let's, try to do this podcast thing you know so it's been cool that's awesome yeah i think that that, oh man when i first started doing the podcast it was garbage it was the same exact thing i would would do this i do this thing where i would ask question and then just black out completely as i try to figure out what my next question was going to be yeah and not hear any of not hear anything that that person said and that was that was a big learning curve there was a few episodes there where i was just like i can't i can't even put this out um i, I wonder if i can go back and find those and listen to them again because I, I bet it would be so interesting um yeah you know you you just brought up something that was pretty interesting which was like starting off with something simple to talk about the strength training and then using that as a leap as like a a stepping stone into talking about the real the real benefits of what we're doing in the gym isn't just getting bigger muscles or getting stronger but it's the mental aspect of it too and that mindset is so interesting for me to think about because most of the coaching that i think higher level coaches do is they'll, they'll program workouts that are going to going to get at the mindset of the person and not the other way around yeah if that makes sense so they're not yeah. you're not getting a you're not getting a mindset uh, second approach. You're getting a mindset first approach. Can you talk a little bit about uh, about what it is, what like mindset characteristics you're looking for when you coach athletes? Yeah, so there's a couple of things there to where a lot of this stems from Deuce. Like Deuce was probably getting, I feel like my master's degree basically in training. And also a side benefit of being around Logan. And he's he's very uh, 
he's very into the mind and, and growing and, and empowering people around him. And uh, one of the first things that we talk about in Coaches Prep, so Coaches Prep is our coaching development program, is uh, mindset, specifically open mindset or closed mindset. And mm-hmm. the concept of your skills are not fixed. You can, if there's an effort, you can improve your skill. And it's the understanding, if you can understand that concept, then we can move on to the next step. Now, this is not taking into consideration, uh, like, genetic beings. Like you, we're not going to be six foot four. But mm-hmm. we can become a better basketball. You suck at basketball because you haven't practiced basketball. You don't suck at basketball because you suck at basketball. Why would you expect to be good at basketball? Uh, so that so with that with that kind of example, it's well if you put effort and work into it, you are to improve, and you can take that principle into anything. Yeah, uh, like let's talk about us podcasting. Yeah, you suck at podcasting because we've never podcasted, and then we've put practice and time, and we've messed it up, and we've gotten better. But something about it, we whether we verbally told ourselves or not, is that we believed we could we could get better. Um, so the first, I don't know if it, it, I think it comes more from the top down at this point for me. So if I if I say that or I preach it and I am an example of it, everyone else kind of adopts that mentality and, and it's super cool to see. Uh, mm-hmm. this, one of the other top principles that Logan talks about and Dushim is about is ownership. And this is kind of the, the Jocko Willink um extreme ownership principle the dichotomy of leadership principles of leadership is at the very base of it your actions are your own fault whether they're good or they're bad you got to look at in the mirror at yourself uh and be and be okay with yep those are my actions and i need to own up to them so those are kind of the two lead things that i try to instill I find that most people are not even aware of it. So it's not like they come in with traits already. It's kind of like, hey, let me teach you about these traits. Now that you're aware of it, you have really no choice because everyone else in the gym has adopted these. Uh, So it's kind of forced upon you (laughs) uh, in a positive way. And like, I can't let you come in here and be a little shit. You're not going to be that. Uh, and I try to use my personality to try to edge that on. I, I would say my personality is tough love. Uh, and I try to use that in a most forward behavior type of way. Uh, and, and so far, it's brought positive results. So those are kind of the two traits that I start with. Um, and then after that, I kind of continue teaching on helping people and this this happens in training outside of training in our circle of friends of where uh we start to be aware of different cognitive distortions um like are we minimizing or maximizing and generalizing uh basically justifying things that happen to us uh and these are to like you're trying to bring reason to why things are happening to you, uh, which is fine. But under it is that I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you to bring awareness to your reasoning. And it's pretty much a waste of time to view it, I think, in a negative way or in a way that doesn't bring forward progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like. I'll let you be sad. You can be sad. You're you're right to be sad or angry or mad or stressed. But I want you to minimize the time that you're there and try to figure out how to change your perspective or change whatever you need to change to make this a positive experience. Like we Mm -hmm. We don't have time for you to be sitting in your sorrow for days. I'll give you a day, but then buckle up and find a way out of it and that that can be on your own that can be uh you talking to me talking to someone else in the group uh making it organic uh i i will talk about the gym that we're at now but i want this to be an organism that 
it's not just based off of want. I, I want it to be a place where if I disappear, this whole thing is still going and these conversations are still happening. Um, mm-hmm. After, so I kind of have this map in my head, but after the, the mindset and ownership, after you're aware of uh, your, your distortions of how you're viewing the world, uh, I kind of try to have people figure out their core beliefs. What, what do you stand for? And that the intent for that is that you have grounds to, from where you're acting from. Mine, for example, are the principles that I root my whole life in being and make it possible for me to be to wake up at 3 a.m. every day is that I value growth. I, I, I enjoy I enjoy doing stuff like this. I enjoy learning. I enjoy pushing my limits on physical training. Uh, another value is uh, contribution. How am I contributing to the community? How am I helping? And that's like me being a strength coach. If my actions lead up to helping others, I'm happy. Uh, and the last one is autonomy or freedom. Freedom to be able to do a podcast on Thursday morning. Freedom to leave the gym because I want to go uh, watch Lucas do something at school. Uh, basically having all the things in order, taking care of business so that I can go do things uh, that fulfill me fulfill me, or I want to do. And I think sometimes we get sh- uh, in a rat race of like, I got to get to that before I can do this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you got to do that, but also on a micro level, like what I, I, I want to go on a walk with my wife today or whatever the thing is, I have the power to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like uh, giving people tools to try to figure out what they stand for. And it, and it starts to make it the days and stress be easier to where, why am I doing this? Does this match up to the things that I said I stand for? And if it doesn't, why are you spending your time and wasting your time doing it? Um and I'm lucky all this comes from I'm blessed to be around a lot of people and have observations. And I think the best use of the observation is to analyze it and see how I can contribute and help. Um, so currently, right now, it might change in the future. That's kind of my system of thought or thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it's been fun. <laughs> That's awesome. It seems like you've put this together pretty well. I, I was kind of scrolling through your social media for looking for things to talk about a little bit. But give me one second. Give me one second. I'll be right back. All right. I just had a had two uh, two kids walk in. They're like, "Hey, I'm here for training." And I'm like, "Oh man, we don't have training today." <laughs> oh man! All right, so um, so it seems like you've put together your your uh, thought pattern, your mindset in in a pretty specific way. Is this something that you're working on putting together as a product for people or as a service? Yeah. Uh, so um, I feel like I saw something that kind of hinted at that a little. Yeah, so I wanted to get into mentoring, um, mm-hmm. mental performance, and uh, more specific uh, with a goal. Um, so 
first part of quarantine, this is pretty much what I spent all my time doing. So I started reading sports, mental sports performance books, uh, cognitive stuff, neuro-linguistic programming, a bunch of stuff that I can find. And kind of once I started finding patterns of things, I'm like, okay, I need to come up with my own system that makes sense in my head. And mm -hmm. I tell myself that I'm dumb. So I need to create these very simple structures uh, to be able to teach. And mm -hmm. like that makes it easy for me. Uh, and <clears throat> sometimes when we listen to really smart people, they get way too complex and it's not transferable to the, the everyday person. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have high enough education to where I can understand that and then dumb it down to for it to make sense. Uh, so I kind of made it a product <clears throat> with the whole gym thing. I'm kind of trying to balance it all. Yeah. Uh, so what you'll be starting to see soon is me talking about all these things on social media, kind of trying to balance that out with the strength training, publishing more about it, talking about it. Uh, I'm also a lot of times surrounded by high school boys. Uh, and that's kind of my main target and helping them out how to have a structure of thinking. Cause I look back and I was a dumbass. I didn't really have a structure of thinking. I, I just had this fire of like wanting to do stuff. Uh, so yes, short answer is yes. And that's probably what you'll start to see more. And I'm starting to do that while I'm, I'm teaching class as I'm closing with announcements before training, mid training, after training. Uh, I, that's like the next big jump for me of like, how can I type in a channel into your psyche and maybe warp and give you powerful tools to uh execute every part of your life mm -hmm. cool you want to be a soccer player and you want to strength train but what does this look like when you're at work why why can't you have this same fire while you're at work and i don't really care what your job is you need to show up right um so i'm trying to create <clears throat> i think it also helps to create the culture that i want sure so i'm not having to waste time with people who are unmotivated or convert that person to where, hey, you're not allowed to show up like that, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know? Um, so, yeah, that's kind of my next my next project that I'm currently in. Man, that's awesome. That's really cool. I have, I have kind of started diving into that a little bit as well recently within the past, like, um, in the past few months, probably since right around quarantine started, going through it from a different route, though. The um, are you familiar with Strong Fit? Yeah, Julian, oh, yeah, yep. He, uh, yeah, so his kind of his his uh thing that he's presenting the, the hockey, the flow, and the fight, and the flight, um, has been like a really interesting way for me to start to approach how people how people are viewing themselves and their stress and everything that's going on in their life and then why they react the way that they react. And then starting to kind of approach training in a way that one influences those responses. So, you know, if somebody, if somebody comes in and they just don't seem like they've got that, that fight, they don't, they don't seem like they've got that, uh, that next level of pushing it to a limit, you know, I think that that probably affects most of their life outside of that. So, you know, if they don't push the limit in the gym, they probably can't really push the limit in the work that they do and in the relationships that they have. And so I, I view that as a global weakness that they need to work on. And so we'll do, you know, a big majority of their training is focused on creating intensity with a sled push or with simple movements. And hopefully allowing that to carry over into the rest of their life. And in the same aspect, if somebody's on the other end of that spectrum and they just get aggressive and, um, you know, go right to fight immediately without having any sort of ability to stay in flow and, and manage stress in a little bit more of a healthy way, then we'll change the workouts up to, you know, not allowing them to push to max intensity right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Way to like... Well, this is uh, kind of like the things that I've been 
also think about lately to where my mind is starting to drift away from thinking of this as strength training and thinking of this mm-hmm. whole gym setting as a stress, non-stress controlled environment in that yeah. uh, so the other things that are starting to explore is like breath, right? So there's hacks and breathing patterns where we can go sympathetic and parasympathetic. We can also do that with training. So like my whole and the mental thing that we just talked about. So with those three concepts, I'm now starting to think about, okay, with the things that I'm saying, behavior, and now we're going to start in uh, some breath work is, can I get you really good at stressing out in a controlled environment, whether that's breathing mentally and physically, a combination of all those as well. How well, how far can I take you? How far can I take you? How far can I take you? And how can I shut you down? And that's kind of what mm-hmm. training is, right? Uh, so I'm starting to plan and organize. And this is going to probably take me the next year and what I want to experiment next. And what you saw with Deuce with the sauna and ice bath as well, kind of bringing all that together to where a bigger picture is uh, can I train you with all these tools to be really good at both? And what you're probably also starting to find is those guys that run really high, we can run them higher if they can figure out how to shut down really well in micro moments as from set to set, from week to week, from day to day. How well are you good at backing down? And I'm, now that I'm studying more, I'm, I'm starting to observe how well I'm able to do it because I'm like, I've been doing this 3 a.m. thing for years now. Why can I still show up and perform? Like, I think I'm really good at napping and breathing and bringing it back down when I need to so that when I'm running high, I can be at a really high level. Uh, And the same thing with people who run really low. Uh, They're probably really good at resting but can we help them flip the switch and go up and down? And this is kind of like where we look at uh, special ops communities, right? And they do a really good job of that. So it's really interesting that you say that. And uh, I think Julian is doing it at a certain level. I'm now starting to be interested more on the technical level of like, are we trying to bring more oxygen? Are we trying to take more CO2? And what does that do to our parasympathetic sympathetic states? Uh, and how can we manipulate mm-hmm. that so that we can squat 600, 700, run five-minute miles? Can we control that? Um, and all that also brings in, like, I'm really bad at meditating. I can't do that. I, or I haven't tried. But a way that I feel like I'm doing that is through all this breathing and training stuff. I'm like, I'm very mindful uh, and very in the moment when I'm with people, I can read people as soon as they walk in, their emotional state. Uh, I'm very aware of my state. Okay, why am I so irritable? Okay, I'm tired. I need to, I need to come down. Thursday, I need to take mm-hmm. the day off so I can come back Friday, Saturday, Sunday, a little bit more motivated, a little bit more excited. Uh, and I, for me, that means being mindful, not necessarily just sitting there counting my breaths. Uh, but being hyper aware of how I feel and how that affects training. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's something that I'm getting interested in. I might have more details. I'm kind of on the beginning steps of understanding how I want to map that out in my brain. Because uh, I think that's the next jump on how we can push our squats, our running, our clean and jerks, all those things that we want to do in the gym, all the sexy stuff, doing all the boring stuff so we can do really well in all the sexy stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's probably a good a good uh, a good way to move into this next the uh, the well so it's not just a gym you go ahead and give me the explanation so, so what is sort of brand the so sort of brand in a very short sentence is a community center that happens to have a gym in it the main thing that happens mm-hmm. in here is for sure training uh, we're starting I mean we just open but we're starting to shoot more content and more content that has to do with non-gym stuff so just like real life topics maybe topics that people would not want to touch uh maybe progressive topics 
and having a real conversation about it, not really having uh, political agendas. It's just kind of random thoughts. And I literally just pull people in the room that we start to have a conversation with. I'm like, hey, let's talk about this. Let's jam about this. Um, we're also trying to empower artists like i like in um i think there's something to be said with people creatives uh and so yesterday we started reaching out to rappers producers people that actually make uh or like photos and hang them up in the uh, in the in the gym very family oriented and trying to get families they hang out here because a lot of the times like what do i do with my kid bring your kid um other things that we want to do is just dumb, fun events, a place where people can kind of feel at home. Uh, we set up the internet, we set up, we set up stools. So during the day, you'll see people working from home here. Uh, I view it as just a community center and, and as a hub and an incubator for other things that happen. Um, mm -hmm. I, I talked about how I have a lot of high school kids that kind of hang out that don't really know where they want to go yet. So there's a lot of mentoring that's starting to happen. We'll have like very side topics. Yesterday, I uh, talked marketing with one of the guys. He's like, I, I want to learn. What, do, what should I do? I'm like, well, what are you into? Like, I don't know. Okay, well, he, he wanted to do some marketing for me. And I and I told him it's way more complex than just posting up a photo. Like there's yeah. a lot of thought that goes behind this to where understanding what your demographic is, understanding what your message is, understanding what your product is. Uh, and every every word that you put out there, every color, every photo starts to build an image and value to why this is. And I, I asked him, why would you pay $200 for those shoes? Like, well, they're dope. I'm like, well, how, why are they dope? Why do they make you feel the way that they feel? Because they're not the most functional shoes. They're terrible, but I also understand the style and the dopeness to it. Why does it make you feel like that? Uh, and kind of walking them through the things that I did to make people feel the way that they feel when they're walking through these doors. Like, oh, it feels like home. It feels like super relaxed. It feels like there's no rules, but the expectations are high for me. I'm like, well, kind of, okay, try to backtrack. Why does it make you feel like that? And I want you to come up with like a marketing plan and things that you would do to instill that and it's not just i'm gonna pay for instagram marketing to not have a vibe it's mm -hmm. trying to grab the vibe that's in my head and pour it out on print uh, so it's all of those things uh and the thing that brings us here is the fitness and we stay for all these other things yeah yeah that's so funny that you brought that up because i just yesterday was uh was starting to kind of map out because i don't have any employees right now at the gym but i'm trying to get my buddy for sure so mapping through like all the different roles that i play and uh one of the things i'm going to do is is find an intern basically of all the high school students that i work with that wants to um figure out how to kind of get the social media thing down and use it as a tool to teach them so that when you know when they're done when they graduate or wherever they're going to go um they have at least the opportunity to say hey, well i know how to run the all of the marketing and the social media and all of that for a business uh and that's a that's a massive life skill that you could you could build a very very good living on uh and so i i'm excited to kind of move into that because i think that that's going to be one of the cool things and so it ties into this idea for the gym that we have which is not so much just figuring out how to train but develop people yeah like i figure if we develop we're gonna be yeah. better in the gym not just the other way around yeah can you talk a little bit about, yeah. um a little, little bit more about uh what you guys are doing developing better people at the gym yeah um so a lot of that comes organic uh in training yeah. There's not like a, a set time or date or anything of that. Um, it's just kind of in the culture of when we're training, we'll, we'll talk about stuff, uh, our relationships. Uh, and it's really hard to describe, but we've created this culture to where 
people on the side, uh, outside of training, reach out to each other or call out each other on our shit, which I think is beautiful. And that's a really high level of, of ownership and having the mindset to where people are not out to get you. Um, I would say we're pretty, we're pretty aggressive with each other and that's what ties us together very close. Uh, like if you don't show up, you're probably going to get hit up by a bunch of people. If you don't put out at the gym, you're going to be hit up. Like, what are you doing? Um, and that just comes from, that really comes from the 4AM crew, which was the core nucleus of us transitioning over and mm -hmm. everyone kind of realizing that, that that's the vibe and right. that it's not one on the pedestal coaching or preaching or talking but it comes from everyone and there's little little side groups that keep each other accountable um so that's like the unofficial way of helping each other out so uh things that happen is that we'll talk about our relationship talk about our careers talk about something that happened at work talk about um our kids talk about um maybe other people talking about how they first started training to someone who's a little bit newer. Um, I do in the future want to make it a little more official uh, and kind of have a uh, fight club style men's group, mm -hmm. uh, which I think like, it, like in the evening and having that be a little bit more structured where someone is rotating leads it has a topic and talk about things that nah, you wouldn't really necessarily talk about in public. Right. Um, but creating that safe space to do so. Um, right now we're in quarantine, obviously, but something that I want to do is uh, teach little seminars at local high schools talking about silly ass topics that maybe make us giggle, but are real topics of like how to be a boyfriend. Mm hmm. And like you didn't really ever i don't know you kind of just learn along the way but what right. if someone because i'm almost married for well, i've been together with my wife for like 10 years married for like seven mm -hmm. uh let me talk to you about that <laughs> for someone right. from someone that you might respect or uh that doesn't look like a parent mm -hmm. uh and i'm very aware that i still dress like a 16 year old but i'm 29 about to be 30 uh and because of that image, I can maybe talk to you uh, about it. And you might listen to me a little more. Um, some more concrete stuff, that's things that I want to head towards, uh, which I think just keeps solidifying the culture that we're trying to trying to have. Um, and I know that I said a lot of the, the male stuff, and that's because that's where I have the most experience in, and I'm not, not open to doing... Uh, Female groups, I just don't have big female groups. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not a, an expert in what that, that feels like. But I also might be the tool to help um, female or women give you the male perspective. Um, but I know that I can impact the male side uh, very directly. Uh, and from my experience, uh, sending better men will also maybe help with like the security or insecurities of females that females may have because of us <laughs> yeah can you talk about that can you talk about the uh send better men what does that mean to you yeah so this comes from me being yeah. a douchebag growing up um as a as a athlete a good athlete <laughs> being kind of in the limelight a lot of the time and looking back and realizing that was probably not the best way to go. Uh, and then uh, me converting into a husband, which was really hard for me. Like, okay, I got I to gotta grow up in, in the relationship sense. Like, I, I, I can still be a kid in other avenues and, and be a goofball and play. Uh, but understanding how to grow up into a assertive, positive male role model. Um, and realizing that things had to change for me to be a good husband because I wanted a happy life. Looking back and trying to visualize what I want my family structure to look like, 
So you'll see a lot of uh, me and my son, and I'm about to have another son. And I love that. Like, if you're talking about the highest level of coaching, it's parenting. Love it. And just seeing his evolutions and how he interacts with other people. Um, so it really stems from me realizing how bad of a person I was into converting into the the person that I'm trying to be now. I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to push that. Uh, first from being a, a husband and a father and then also to having better male relationships to where maybe before we all play sports, you don't really show that kind of thing with your teammates and being guys like it's, it's shunned upon and it's, it's a weakness. And then realizing now at a more mature level, it's not a weakness. We can talk about stuff with each other in our circles and show up in the world as a stronger person and not having to push other people down to be that strong person. Um, so having basically softer conversations with other men and making that be okay. Cause now it feels like I dare you guys to, to mess with us. We are, we're so closely knitted that you can't really penetrate that. And I would encourage people and guys to find other strong guys to bounce things off of. And you're going to realize that we all feel stronger. You're not, you're not on your own. Right, because there's sometimes conversations that you can't have with your spouse that you can maybe have with uh, other men that will help you with the relationship with your spouse. And you're like, you're not alone in thinking that. And I'm not going to think less of you for having this conversation. I kind of respect you. And then outside of this, so this is where I get really careful. Like, yeah, let's have our circles to talk about it, but let's not be weenies in the world and be fucking spilling our emotions everywhere. Like, don't show up like that in the world. Have your have your family structure and then show up as a strong person in the world. Um, I also realized uh, I, I kind of am this, I think I'm this pillar of strength to where in the world, I try not to show that weakness, but when it, it comes up, I'll, I'll also share it. But if, if Juan can do it, let me let me try to be strong as well. Let me keep pushing. Let me not, not back down from this fight, but when I need help, let me reach out as well. Uh, and mm -hmm. I said that because that's something a lot of people don't do well enough. Yeah, because I, I feel like a lot of what we see is, is like help and mentality, which is what I don't want. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, man, that's awesome. Oh. I, cause I remember listening to that podcast that you did. I don't remember who it was with, but the send better men podcast was, was like a really interesting topic that got me thinking about how I wanted to work with boys, high school boys a little bit more so that I can start to help develop that. Cause I think that that's something that I also do a really good job of, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really impacting of other people in a way that I thought that I could show that. Oh man, that's, that's really cool. So the, I think the last thing I want to uh, I want to talk about before we get going is um is I think probably the biggest impact is is the you you said something on a podcast I don't think you guys really talked about it too much but it was show me coach and that that has made the biggest impact on I think my life from from what you put out there for me like that that got me back into training hard again that got me wanting to um wanting to just set better examples can you talk a little bit about show me coach what that means to you yeah so this yeah. Really, ronnie we were at the track one time and i don't know if you get frustrated but you sometimes get frustrated when you see other coaches doing things that they say that you do too um so there's this guy just doing a really poor job teaching other kids uh, some sprint training. So, mm -hmm. And we were doing some sprint work as well. And Ronnie just got irritated and just started yelling, show me, coach, show me, coach. Uh, we're kind of being a little bit of assholes, but also a little bit of truth of, like, we believe that you got to you gotta walk the walk. And especially with high school boys and middle school boys, they're, they're tough. They're not going to listen to you unless they respect you. 
Um, mm -hmm. So it was this concept to where I'm not ever going to ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do. Yesterday I posted about this. The bad thing is I'm willing to die, kids. Uh, and so this is where I jump in with the kids sometimes and I'll outlift them, outplay them. Um, but to kind of like burn this desire to for them to be us, for them to expect uh, high levels of performance from us as well, to show the example like, yo, this is how it's done. This is how you play. This is how you show up. This is like, I don't even play soccer. That's not what I do. But I'm going to show up and I'm going to beat you. You should want to show up and beat me. And if you beat me or if I beat you, you got to show respect. Um, it's just kind of this mantra of really living what you're preaching. And that's that's what makes up what makes us waking up early easier. What makes showing up easier uh half of these things i did four hours before you showed up yeah i'm not i'm not expecting things that i wouldn't expect out of myself uh and you can see when they tap in they just change they're like wanting to come at for you hey can i come today can i come today i'd rather have that and tell you to go home because you need to rest than begging you to show up uh so i think everyone knows uh, anything that I ask you to do, it's, I think you can do it as well. It's not like it's impossible. Uh, and I, it helps change the mentality of, yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit, but also everyone else in the room's already done it. Um, and a little egotistical. And, and I, I know, I think all of us mm. feel this way about our, our gyms is if you say you train here, you better look like you train here. Uh, <laughs> I can't have you go out in the world and be soft, you know? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's a – that's such a – I think that show me, Coach, made such a big difference. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Uh, I have started doing this uh, squat every day thing since – I, I heard the chorus podcast lately. have you done that before yeah so yeah i met Corey when he did a podcast at deuce uh and then i he so he comes to venice every summer uh and then i mm -hmm. he just dropped in and i worked out with him it was just me and him he was doing squat every day i was doing squat every day and then i think i met him three times before Ronnie and I went to Ohio, went to Ohio to meet him. And by that time, he's like, yo, I remember you. I'm like, tight, you know my name. Uh, and then after that, he started following me and then back and forth. And he saw that my 4 a.m. crew got bigger and bigger and bigger. And he's like, yo, what is this? What are you doing? Um, and then kind of started mentoring me a little bit more, uh, more interaction, more communication. This year, I went to go visit him again. So, it's like, we just become friends over time. Uh, and he does the craziest shit, dude. And he's all in inspiration. Uh, Logan and him and Louie are kind of my three pillars that I look up to. Uh, and they're all fucking badasses. And they all kind of do uh, stuff in a little bit of different way. And I kind of try to take traits that I like and kind of, that's me. Right, so like where I'm at now is a little bit of Corey, a little bit of Logan, and a little bit of Louie, and the things that I stand for. Uh, and they all got their own swag and their own style and highly educated. Uh, Corey does this thing where he latches onto a concept and then he just rolls with it. Uh, Louie's obviously the godfather of strength training, and um, what Logan brought, has brought to me is the the, the mental side of the academic side and of the continued of growth and how to create a community. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I, that's, that's how I first squatted 405 was squatting every day. Yeah, man, that's, that's, it's been a, it's been a pretty big game changer for me 
it's I gotta see if I can pick out who my like, probably big three influencers are because I think that that would that would help a little bit with figuring out how I want to create the community of the gym because I think that it's a it is a good community, but it's not something it's not something that I feel like would be able to survive and thrive on its own if I wasn't here for it. And so I, I got to figure out, I think I got to lean into that and figure that that'll be my probably next big struggle with uh, growth for the gym. Yeah. So uh, that's interesting. I think about that. Yeah. Um, all right, man, we'll go ahead and wrap it up here. What, uh, what do you got going on? You got anything that you want to blast sponsors? Um, how do you uh, get to sign up for the gym? Thing. What you got? Uh, yeah, the biggest thing that I'm kind of pushing right now is the newsletter that I started for Sorta. Um, I'm kind of trying to make it this cool centerpiece to the gym, to where everyone kind of knows what's going on. There's a blog, there's podcasts on there. We could probably set this link up on there. Things that I've been listening to, things that I've been watching. Like, uh, I'm going to put The Last You. Have you seen The Last You Netflix series? So, like, Juco College, Junior College Football. They're always great. I haven't watched that. Yeah, so like things that maybe stir watching other people's discipline, watching people grow, challenging thoughts, helping uh, people uh, just think of other concepts, uh, always challenging your perspective. Um, uh, Vince has started doing some blog posts. He's a, he runs a comic book company. He's a writer, so he's a really good writer. Uh, and just things that are going on in the world that I think are, are cool and dope. So there's there's some technical stuff. There's some fun stuff. There's some stuff that's going on in the world. Um, so I'm kind of pushing that. If you guys want to check that out, sortabrand.com. The little newsletter sign-up thing uh, shows up on there. And that's kind of where I'm spending most of my time trying to develop um, and, and spread the word of whatever the thing that I'm doing is going on. Yeah. Very cool. And uh, where can people follow you on social media? Spend most of my time on Instagram. Uh, you can look up uh, JL Guadarrama, or I think the short link is Coach Juan G. That also works as well. Cool. And then uh, Sorta Brand on Instagram. Oh, yeah. yeah as as well. well. So, guys, thank you for. Thank you yeah, yeah. for having me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, all right, guys. Th thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you follow uh, Big Ben Strength Conditioning on Instagram. Uh, we're at, at Big Ben Strength Conditioning on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and then Big Ben Strength on Twitter and TikTok. Uh, we've got a whole lot of new things going on with the gym, so stay tuned on our website site www.bigbendsc.com thank you Tuan, it's been great see you bro go ahead and pause this recording right now